You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny, and I am joined once again by Riley. Hi there. So, we have a lot to go over. First and foremost, there is a woman on Instagram called uh, Stripper Writer, and there was an interview she did with Vice, and I think it's really something we can all relate to as dancers especially. The host had asked her, you know, I see strip clubs becoming more mainstream and a lot more people are going to them, and how has that impacted your career as a stripper? And she said something that I cannot count how many times I've also said. And in her words, she says, you know, um, crowds don't mean money. And women coming in and wooing at me doesn't pay my bills. You have to tip the dancer. And I think that's so fucking true. And I feel like a lot of squares don't get that. They think a busy room is like, oh, you're having such a good night. It's like, no, it can be jam-packed room. And I could be walking out with zero dollars because everyone in there is just there for the free stage show. And they think it's cool to be in a strip club now because it is mainstream with no intention of giving a dollar to the actual workers or contributing to the strip club or showing any respect by acknowledging that it is a fucking job and this is how we make our money. And for us to keep, like, feeding ourselves, you actually have to, like, pay us with currency and not with, like, compliments. (laughs) But um, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, uh, on one hand, it's really great that uh, women are coming into the strip club. And uh, actually, I think uh, Jack, the stripper, talked about an experience where she was uh, rejected from getting into a strip club because her and her wife went, and they didn't have a man accompanying uh, accompanying them. And wow. so they she oh, went, as a patron, they're as a patron, yeah. yes. Um, and so they didn't let them in. So I think it's great that more women are coming to a strip club, but yes. People coming into a club and sitting, especially in Perv Row, which is the front row, and just wooing and yas girling and, you know, that sort of thing is great. Show your support, but you also need to tip the dancer. Imagine going to a restaurant and taking up tables Mm -hmm. from a server and every time the server walks past, just, woo, you're doing such a great job. You remember that gravy. Good job, yeah. girl. <laughs> but never ordering anything, never tipping the server. Like Such a good analogy. Exactly. Like, you wouldn't do that. So don't, don't come to a strip club. And, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to throw all of your money at them. But, you know, even a little bit per girl or per show, mm-hmm. just to sh- show your support and actually pay for the entertainment that you're receiving. Yeah. And especially, like, I've talked about this on um, my strip club etiquette episode a while back. If you're sitting in per row, you better be fucking putting money up there. You want, like, that pussy juice in your face. You want to see the labias, like, flapping in the wind. <laughs> then, like, you better be throwing up, like, your measly, like, $5 bill. Exactly. Like, no. Um, and not your American $1. Like, fuck off. Um, <laughs> Unless it's five of them. Yeah. <laughs> five of them but um and also too I find like yes a lot more women come in but they treat it like a club they're like dancing around their table they're trying to dance like a stripper which like I'm sorry to say most of the squares I see in the strip club trying to dance like a stripper are not dancing like strippers and um and then they're the only ones who like have a death grip on their boyfriend too and the side eyeing the girls and like making rude remarks and like 
I can't tell if you're trying to be here as support events like too much for you or you literally came here to like inflate Make sure your own. that he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, to like, yeah, keep an eye on your man and to like low-key insult the dancers here because you're insecure. Um, so yeah, like I've, I've said before too, like I prefer to work on like a Monday, Thursday daytime where it's like four people in the room and they are spenders. They're like the four whales rather than... Um, a jam-packed Saturday night where everyone's between the ages of, like, 19 to 23 with no money. They're drinking, like, a warm, like, Coors Light beer that they've held on forever um, with their, like, snotty little girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, and also, if you're going to be those people who come into the club, especially women, and woo and yes girl and support, you better be taking that mindset back to like the normal streets you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. I don't it's it's too often that I hear about girls who went to the strip club on Friday night and then they find out that X X is a sex worker and they're like that's disgusting yeah you know it's like okay but you just went there to like enjoy that aspect it's I find it the same as when uh, when people uh, think that sex work is you know gross or um, uh, like discriminating against women or yeah. whatever, and, and them, then yeah. exactly, and then watch porn or Ugh, you know yeah. all of this stuff. It's like if you are enjoying the uh, products of sex work, you better be respecting the sex workers. Yeah, I know. My friend Liz posted a awesome quote um, a while back that I'm going to post on on my page soon, and it said, um, you know, if if you feel some kind of way about sex workers, then you better have never, like, had a prostitute. You never better never gotten a lap dance. You better never have entered into a strip club. You never, never watched porn. You know, like, if you're going... You cannot put down someone for their work, but then want to consume their products. You yeah, know, like, exactly. the, it's complete hypocrisy. Um, so, yeah, I 100% agree with what you're saying. It's And, it, and the fact that it blows over their heads, like... I know, I know. You you just have to put it into uh, another workforce that they can understand it. Yeah. It's like needing a plumber to come fix your, your sink and then going, oh, plumbers are disgusting, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, my, I remember an ex of mine, well, I have some friends who are prostitutes, and he would always make comments about them, being like, oh, she's such, like, a disgusting prostitute, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, first off, like, I am not the audience for this. Yeah. And also, too, like, wait, didn't you fuck a bunch of prostitutes, like, a night before we met? Like, you literally told me this story. He's like, it's different. I'm like, it's different. (laughs) So how? So it's disgusting that they're giving that service, but not disgusting for you to, like... It's fine to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Baffles me. Um, no, I can... Yeah, I know people <laughs> never <laughs> cease to amaze me um what else has been new and exciting i am a huge gamer nerd now that's a thing are you yeah which, so, which game so there's a thing called raid um and it's on our phones and me and my boyfriend because he like never gets to play games because he doesn't i like we packed up his console when he was supposed to be moving and we haven't unpacked it yet and he convinced me that this like raid game was fun and it's so funny I guess you get, like, these shards that you, like, break open and you get a player. And I got, like, this one of the top players that, like, is, like, six stars already. He's, like, the best player in the arena kind of thing. And I... And you can go into chats on these things, right? Yeah. 
oh, I have a whole, like, selling technique on these chats, because, like, I'm going to, like, my whole point of what I said to John was, like, yes, I want to play this game, but also, here is thousands and thousands of men who like being online. This is fucking perfect for, like, my Patreon, OnlyFans, like, I don't do OnlyFans now, but, like, avian webcamming stuff. Like, if I want to get back into that, this is my, like, avenue right here to, like, promote myself, Mm -hmm. which is, like, I think extremely smart. But, (laughs) yes, and actually, there's a a game, a website, or a game, I think, I think it's called... Correct me if I'm wrong. Switch. It's basically like you watch videos of people uh, playing video games. Yeah, it's not. It's it. not called Switch. It's called um, Twitch. Switch? Twitch. Yeah. Twitch. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And X of mine used to work on it, and um, he got paid crazy money, and people literally just watched him play. Yeah, he was so good. But that would be an excellent in bra and panties. Yeah, for cam girls. Yeah, if you were good at gaming. Okay, well, let's not give them all the ideas here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Well, there are cam girls that are like that. Yeah, but that's like their thing. But also too, like um, Chatterbait, because John and me want to do it together again. Um, it'd be perfect because John could play the game and I would just like sit there looking like sexy and like lingerie, like blowing him or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I go into like, the chat room. Dream. 100%, <laughs> right? Even John was like getting aroused when like, I thought of it. But, um, you know, so I went into like the little chat room and I was like, I have like Lex Lamore, like, is he good? And everyone was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I hear it's like, <laughs> I was like, I think it's like a 6% chance that I get him and they're like, Try putting that decimal places a little bit over. It's like maybe a zero point zero zero three percent chance that you would get that guy. And I was like, Oh, I got him! <laughs> and they're like, Fuck this bitch. Um, but then this the funny bitch. thing is, is I didn't know this, but apparently, like a lot of guys will go on gaming sites and like use a female username and like a female um, avatar yeah. and like pretend to be women. Wow. Apparently, it's a thing. And me and John were watching one of the animes and. It's called, like, Sword Art Online. It's actually a pretty good one. I'll get you to watch it. You'll, like, you'll actually <laughs> like right, this one. Right, actually, yeah, you'll like this one. Um, but the idea is they get trapped in this game. Yeah. They're playing, and it's, like, a virtual reality game. Yeah. And they get trapped in it. And as soon as they get trapped, their avatar is following. It shows, like, who they really are. And, like, these two, like, this guy and girl avatar are, like, hanging out. And then all of a sudden the avatar falls away. And it's, like, guy. He's, like, you're a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was, like, does this happen? John's, like, all the time. Like, because, like, one guy is, like apparently like try played out to look at like other like whales in the game to help them because they're like i'm a cute girl like i'm 14 or whatever yeah but also too because it's in a way it's like you get to be whoever you want to be online right so like you've never been obviously been a woman so you get to be be, like a dainty female online but yeah so there's actually a really gorgeous black mirror episode about that oh really yeah oh i'll have to watch it it was it was amazingly done they play this video game that they always used to play when they were in college and then they grew up and found it again but uh they actually go into the game and one's a dude and one's a girl and it's oh, just like okay i'll watch i'll literally yeah, watch yeah. it tonight no but it's amazing nice um but yeah so in the chat room i'm talking and everyone's like yeah totally bro and i'm like i'm not a bro <laughs> and of course like <laughs> my me. name is like danica darling because yeah. that's my my work name um but yeah, so I was like, I'm, but I'm, I'm a vagina. <laughs> so then I got Discord. Do you know what Discord is? Yeah. Yeah, so I got Discord to talk to this one guy. On, <laughs> uh, me and John were having this, like, his name's like Chieftain something. And me and John were Shout having, out to Chieftain. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening. Oh, he's from Kiwi. He's, on New, he's Kiwi. Oh. Uh, he lives in Australia now. Dude, we talked for, like, all day long <laughs> long on Discord. Um, and because he's, like, super high up in the game. So I was, like, asking him for tips. And then he, like, sent me. I was, like, 
I my profile picture is me because I want people to know I'm a woman. Yeah. And he's like, is it actually you? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're so beautiful. <laughs> no. Thank you. I'm like, what about you? He's like, well, I don't really post my photo because like I'm not like that attractive. And John's like, dude, he's gonna be like this like middle aged man with a pot belly. And I was no, like, he's oh, gonna be jacked as hell. Well, no. So he sent me a photo. He's like a ginger, which I like. I like gingers. Yeah. And he like looks like a typical you know guy. Um, but he was so sweet. He's like, you're so beautiful. And then he's like, you know, like the like you know um like the emoticons that like gamers use with like the little squinty eyes yeah. <laughs> and then John was teaching me how to like do those oh emotions. my gosh you have a little game of crush <laughs> yeah I had a dream about him the other night it was so funny but it's before I had seen his picture so I was I was in the dream I was playing the game and then Chieftain was like <laughs> <laughs> alright so you had a neurotic uh, dream about a gamer alright <laughs> so I'm pretty much like a gamer <laughs> pretty much like a whale but no um no, but then, so, John gave me, like, a $100 iTunes gift card, so I go, like, because, like, I'm pouty, like, unless I'm, like, doing well in the game, I don't want to play. <laughs> but I don't know anything yeah. about games. Like, John's like, you'll have to farm them. I'm like, there's farms on this game? He's like, no, like, farming means, like, you repeatedly play and, like, gather things. I was like, oh, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I don't want to play a lot. I want to like, win Yeah, or yeah, not. so I literally give my game to John and make him play for me sometimes, so I yeah. don't want to play anymore. But he gave me money, and I could open a shard. Again, like the top one of the top shards, and I opened it, and it ended up being like another like six star girl. And John's like, oh, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Just I'm like, "Is this good? <laughs> Isn't that like a sixes in chance?" Find zero, 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 four. Um, but yeah, so he's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> Shit's rigged, and I was like, "Do we do?" Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna totally start. I keep saying I'm gonna do this, but I'm actually gonna do it this time, especially because I'm going for my surgery soon. Yeah. That I will be like not be able to be in in person work anymore. That I'll uh, I'm gonna start putting on my avian and backup and doing cam work. I think. And yeah. I think this will play into it really well, especially because like my Nico stuff too. Um, yeah, I think I'll tie in all that for my cam work. So yeah, if anyone listening has a recommendation for the best avenue for um, posting online or streaming. I Chatterbait, I, Chatterbait MFC, I've always heard of in the top. Um, MFC, I feel like it hasn't upgraded enough. Chatterbait has kept more with like bots mm-hmm. and stuff than MFC has. And Chatterbait, I can be with a partner on. I can be with a male right. partner. Yeah. Um, so I'm leaning towards Chatterbait and then I'm, um, I've, as I've mentioned before, OnlyFans is a fucking write-off. Um, but... I hear clips and Avian are good. So if anyone has any um, input on that, throw me a message for sure and let me know. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about your surgery. Yeah. When are you leaving? When are you going? Yeah. So my surgery, I am getting my boobs bigger. I'm getting from my 500 cc's right now. More ditties. (laughs) More ditties. I am getting, uh, I believe, 700 cc's. The thing with when you go out of out of town for surgeries is like you your consult the day before. Mm. So you're going to Miami, right? Yeah, I'm going to Miami. So I won't know exactly what he thinks he can do with what I have because he hasn't seen me really mm-hmm. so aside from like the casual photos I threw in but so I'm hoping that he'll be able to do 700 cc's and honestly it's not even like the size I care so much about I because I'm already triple d it's more so the look of them I like fake breast yeah I like the, the more round shape not teardrop and mine are teardrop and look quite natural so if he can achieve that look with me keeping the same implants I have even and then just like liposuctioning the natural tissue out maybe yeah. I don't know but yeah you um, want that stick on 
breast yeah. look. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I'm bolted on like circles. Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens. I assume I'll probably just get new implants. Mine are only seven years old, but I what, assume I'll get yeah, new yeah. ones. What would 700cc bring you up to? Oh, I have no clue. Because I'm 500 right now, so it's almost like a 50% increase. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I just feel like my boobs are too small right now. I have, like, a weird complex about breasts. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. My, my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have good boobs for a small frame and natural. Um, I had D's before I ever got my tits done. Like, yeah. I already had bigger breasts. Um, but, yeah, and then I'm getting full-body lipo, which people think I'm, like, crazy to get. Because I honestly think you're crazy to get that. Yeah, I but know. It's, it's, it's whatever makes you happy, babe. Yeah, I'm right now I'm... Five four, 125 pounds, but my boobs are 8 pounds, so my body's like 117, I guess, but yeah. um, that's why I tell myself to make myself feel better. <laughs> Technically 117, uh. but um, I always, I've always had thick thighs. I've always carried my like weight there, um, so just the inside thighs, I want to trim down a bit, which John's like mad about because he calls it the Tilburone. Like, that triangle I have between, yeah. like, my vagina, like, underneath my vagina. <laughs> I have that also. Yeah. I, um, I mean, we've spoken briefly about uh, uh, eating disorders. Yeah. And uh, even, I also carry my weight, like, at the very uh, same spot of the thigh. Right. And uh, even at my lowest, which was, like, I don't know what it was in pounds. It was, some, like, 80-something, maybe. And I'm kind of tall. I'm five, six, five, almost 5'7". Five, yeah. Um, but I was like 39 kgs and even then my thighs kind of like almost touched. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, it's just the way your body carries it. Yeah. Yeah. And so no matter how, even when I was like, I went down to like 92 or 93 pounds when I was super anorexic and I still carried, like I still had like that area, no matter how slender my legs were, that still was there. I just, I don't know, just for me, I don't like it. Um, so I'm going to, yeah, do my legs like my whole body because I just I feel my arms look thick like I don't know I, I have a little bit of body dysmorphia to be honest but yeah but yeah I'm fully aware of that but um yeah. as long as yeah. you're like not cutting corners you know like and, and that's the thing if you want to get surgeries done more power to you if mm-hmm. that's what's going to make you happy yeah. um I have a complex about my ears and I know that if I ever get married if I can ever land someone <laughs> um my ears are something that I promised myself at a very early age that I would get uh pinned back before mm-hmm. my how much does it cost to pin back it's not that much it's like I don't know it probably depends on the doctor um but it also means like you have to wear a headband all the time, which means I couldn't work for, like, a while. And, like, if they get knocked, um, like, it like it can basically... How long would you wear the headband for? I think it's something like a couple months. Oh, crazy. Yeah. I have to look into it again. I can't I can't remember the exact ones. If you know, if you've ever gotten your uh, ears pinned back, do let it go know. But I used to super glue them back. I know. You told me that. That's fucking wild. I know. But it just shows you that, like, we are our own worst critic and we see things like I would literally never look at your ears and make yeah. figures or her ears stick out or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to do the full body lipo, boobs bigger. I'm doing it in Miami, um, which time wise, I know I've been struggling with because like, should I save? It's going to be like around like 18,000. Yeah. Um, and that's including like the whole surgery, my trip out there, spending money out there. And then I also obviously have I have put aside money for, like, missing of three months' work. Yeah. Um, and I was struggling with, like, oh, I, like, I'm getting older. You know, I'm 28 now. And I could, I, in, like, even this last three years, I said this before, I've spent way too much money. We'll <laughs> <laughs> do. Yeah. And, um, and I just look back, as hindsight does, and you're like, oh, I could have spent that towards a deposit on a house, like, blah, blah, blah. You know, being responsible. 
But I don't know. To me, like I entering my thirties, I want to like absolutely love my body, and it's my money, and I worked for it. And yeah. timing wise is perfect because John's able to take those ten days off and go to Miami with me, yeah. and then I'm moving out of my place end of December right before my surgery because my um, my landlord's moving back in, mm-hmm. and then I will save money there, and I'll take two months and go live in Smithers with John. So I have somewhere to stay. One healing. Yeah. I have to be with John um, and my little Bentley. So, yeah, time-wise, it worked out perfectly. And then, yeah, too, it just, like, it's kind of, like, a gift to myself before turning 30. Um, yeah, 100%. And as I was saying, like, if you want to get these surgeries done, then, like, that's completely your prerogative as long as you're, you know, being safe about it and doing the research into surgeons, which I know you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not doing cheap cuts to yeah. make yourself feel better. For sure. When it's just going to make you, like regret it basically yeah. like do do your research for anyone who's looking uh, to do surgery like yeah. get reviews talk to people who've gone to those doctors yeah talk to your friends if, if they have work done that you really love who did they go to like yeah. what was their experience yeah well um the two of the things i was also worried about too is like having surgery done before children like me and john mm-hmm. might want kids one day and like i know your breasts a lot of women well i'd say about 50 percent of women post babies like yeah. want to get their breast done again so it's like do I want to buy new boobs and have baby in a couple of years and then like fuck them up but also depending on your body and your like skin elasticity and that and then I was like I wonder how lipo works with that like once you get lipo does it fuck up once you have kids and apparently they recommend you getting lipo before children really yeah because you're completely removing the fat cells so you might not gain as much weight in that when you do have a child yeah which is good, and your body might bounce back faster. I mean, these are all questions that you'll be able to ask your surgeon once yeah. he sees your body and your body type as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, definitely things to consider. Yeah, and my, I've, I know, like, I think like, I think five girlfriends I know went to him before, and like the results are awesome. So yeah. that alone, like, makes me sure that I want to go to him. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. And uh, just for the listeners, who are you going to? Um, Dr. Hoxstein in Miami. Okay. Yeah, he's um he's one of the Real Housewives husbands, yeah. <laughs> which I never knew. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I know you got a question about that. Yeah, we'll get onto that too. Yeah, but um, as I know, some loser guys gonna listen and be like, "Girls are so stupid, blah blah blah, getting surgeries." But I also want you to look like a Barbie doll. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of loser men, segue. Yeah, segue loser men. These are the same people who are commenting on your. Uh, your documentary or your news story about your legs and it's like it's so dumb to get hair removal hair removal is such a normal procedure oh my so my favorite comment was that comment like i'm pretty sure children would still be dying if she was hairless or not (laughs) (laughs) yeah like yes of course they would be you are gonna get those comments like and of course i'm also saying those comments to you i'm like well you look beautiful anyway but like yeah it's your choice yeah and it's your money and if it's gonna make you feel better then yeah no, well, okay, so, um, as always with, and I've talked about this before as well, with my, um, podcast and the Instagram handle that goes along with it, 50 plus a tip, I, um, I, like, religiously check who follows me and I block people all the time, because to me, like I said, I'd rather quality over quantity, and I yeah. don't need random people in another country who don't speak English, who are literally just doing it for followers, they have 7,000 followers and 12 people following them, you know, like, yeah. no, I don't need that follower, or men that look like completely an incel and has posts like about being an incel like no you you're not coming to the right place yeah so I block them and you know if if you are just enjoying the podcast like send a message being like hey I'm 
I'm really enjoying your podcast. Yeah. Um, and then you won't get blocked. Yeah, <laughs> not know? true. Or like, yeah, exactly. This, we want to keep this a safe space. For that's exactly why. Woman, I do it. and yeah. If if you are supportive of that, great. Let us know, and we'll keep you. Yeah, we'll keep you around. Yeah, no, it's true. And that's why I go through. I look at all the posts and all the comments on them because I don't want any like hate speech, any like misogynistic remarks. Like I'm yeah. no patience for it. And it's also just not even protecting me, but like protecting yeah the other people that. I know that um, this, like, loser comments like, on one of my girlfriend's photos that I posted um, after an interview with her. Some really disgusting comments, and I blocked and deleted him, and, like, I don't need my girlfriend coming on and seeing that comment about her Yeah. Um, from, like, a small dick to piece of shit, you know? <laughs> so no apparently there's this, like, Instagram handle called Dumb Bitch Police, and it literally has, like, five followers, of course. <laughs> and it's, like, tag me in posts that dumb bitches put up and, like, some loser, total incel-looking asshole. Um, Do you want to just describe what an incel is for people who don't know? Oh, yeah. It's, like, someone who's, like, in. it's short for involuntarily celibate. And it's, like, they believe, like, the world is run by chads and stacys. So, like, attractive men and attractive women. And that their job on Earth is to, like, kill the chads and, like, fuck the Stacys, and any woman who, like, denies them sex should be killed because um, women are only good for fucking, and as a man, they have, like, the divine right to fuck any woman they choose. Um, But they're mad because they're, like, what are they called, beta or something? They're, like, not attractive chads, and that's why they hate the world, and they hate chads, and they hate Stacys. Yeah. Yeah, and trust me, it's rampant. Like, (laughs) there's so many of them. Pretty much any guy who, like, makes a misogynistic comment online, you can bet is probably an incel. Um, And they just look like it. (laughs) It's fucking look a certain way, too. Like, typically white male. (laughs) Um, In saying that, though, I did actually watch a um, a little documentary on incels, and it was a, a guy volunteered. I can't remember where I saw it. Guy volunteered to, like, have questions answered. And uh, he spoke, I felt really bad for him, actually. Like, he just kind of had no luck and didn't have the same mindset that you're talking about right now. It was like, but yeah, I don't know. Gross. Um, I wouldn't say it's like, I just think you're a piece of shit. But uh, (laughs) you get no sympathy from me. Um, Maybe, Maybe this dude was, like, different, but he, like, some of his answers were actually interesting and he didn't seem like a total piece of shit, so... Yeah, I think, like, a true incel is, like, um, yeah, they literally believe that a woman's body is entirely their property. Yeah, that's fucking gross. Yeah, and that they have every right to fuck whoever they want to, and that attractive people deserve to die. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so, what I'm I'm getting is, you're born ugly, no one wants you, you have no social skills, and now you think the world should suffer because of it. Yeah. Got it. It's really gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, there's this dumb bitch on Instagram a dumb bitch police on Instagram and they like encourage like of course incel like men to comment dumb like tag them on posts so one goofy ass guy tagged them on my post I was like blocked blocked <laughs> losers get the fuck off my page um and then I posted <laughs> this on Instagram the day like in because it just reminded me of this and it's like uh Men who hate women on Twitter are weird. I hate mushrooms, but I don't hunt down, correct, criticize, humiliate, harass, and then jerk off to them. <laughs> it's so fucking true. Like, yeah. Like, I can't imagine hating a gender so much that I literally, like, wasting my time stalking them online and be like, nah, dumb bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, that's... I, yeah. 
it makes you wonder what people get out of it. I guess they just want to feel a little bit better about themselves. And by putting, instead of raising themselves up, they like to, you know, bash everyone to kind of their level. For sure. Um, speaking of another stupid man, uh, this guy that follows me on <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I love this topic. Um, Why men are dumb? 1.1. <laughs> I don't got no time for that. But um, <laughs> uh, a guy I know from coming to the strip club all the time, uh, and I know some of his friends, he follows me on Instagram. I, I guess I follow him back. I don't know if I follow him back anymore. Uh, he's just like your typical chachi ass, like, yo, bro, like kind of guy. Yeah, he's a bro. <laughs> yeah, but like not even like cool bro. Like how does he even have bros? Like, <laughs> but anyways, he messaged me. Of course, I sent the screenshots to all my girlfriends. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I know it's coming. I've seen the screenshots. I had it live time. <laughs> yeah, loser. He um, he screenshot me. He's like, hey, how are you? So can you, like, literally not even, like, for dinner. And, like, I haven't spoken to this dude in how oh, long? Oh, fuck. Yeah, like, year and a half. Yeah. Um, hey, how are you? Hey, I see you have my ex on Instagram. Can you screen record her story for me and let me know? What, if she's being... In which he wasn't even at that point yet. And oh, I was okay. like, sorry, who is your ex? Like, I don't even yeah. know. Like, who are exactly. you? Like, get out of my DM. Like, get out of my DM. When he said her name, and I was like, I don't know this person. He's like, this is her handle. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know her. She followed me a while back, and, like, I, I realized she wasn't, like, yeah. a fake account and a weirdo, so I followed her back. I don't think I've ever spoken a word to her. He's like, yeah, okay, cool. Can you <laughs> can you uh, just screen record her um, her her story from me. I want to know if she's being a little slut. We just broke up. And I was like, okay. Yeah. First off, like, calling a woman a slut in, like, a derogatory way, you are coming to the wrong person. Like, I was like, um, I am not the one to, like, screen record cut someone's shit and, like, send it to a man for him to, like, bash her or to treat her any kind of way. I was like, as you said, it's your ex, so, like, leave her be. She can do what the fuck she wants to. Yeah. And I don't even know this woman. I'm going to fucking stand up for her. Um... And he's like, I guess that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it's a fucking I no, just, you I opened the screenshots that were obviously being shared in our chat. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Please read uh, them. Yeah, I just want to see she being shady or a little slut or out on a date or bashing me all over her story. It's like, um, first of all, I'm sorry, you're she forgot being about shady. you. <laughs> first off, she doesn't even remember your name. So. Yeah. I loved your response where you just go, um, are you being a psycho ex-boyfriend? Because <laughs> it's true. And you know damn well he goes around being like, she's fucking psycho. Yeah. <laughs> to like, about all his exes while he's like, reaching out until he hasn't talked to in a year and a half to screen record yeah. the person's fucking story. And to not only do that, but to reach out to someone that you haven't spoken to yeah. in over a year to be like, hey, how are you? Great. Can you do yeah. this solid? Can you stalk her because she's a little slut? Like, I am not the one. Yeah. That is not on brand with me. <laughs> like, yeah. And clearly you are too dumb to even, like, acknowledge my page and see anything I fucking post. Because, yeah. like, anyone who would go to my page would know I'm the wrong person. To be like, is she being a fucking slut? I'd be like, is she? Good job, girl. Do you, let me know if you need you a condom. Like, yes, girl. Yes, girl. Do you need a condom? New vibrators? Sex. Use my discount code. <laughs> Like, I am not not the one. Not the yeah. one to, like, slut shame anyone. So, get out of my fucking DMs, you piece yeah. of shit. And, like, good for her for dumping your ass. Because I'm a guest from those messages that you got dumped. <laughs> um, yeah. 100%. And if you dumped her, like, I don't know, man, that's on you. Like, yeah, you and it's a blessing for her. Yeah. Fuck. Run, girl. Um, loser, piece of shit. I'm going to delete him off my Instagram. Anyways. Um, so, we had some listener comments come in. The first one... This goes, 
I just want to say as a response to all the negative comments, so I guess they're referring to um, the comments I got regarding my news story about ideal image and the comments I was getting about being fat and ugly and man legs and everything yeah. and dead children apparently is my fault yeah um <laughs> yeah. so he goes i just want to say as a response to all the negative comments they are not a reflection on you often people comment because of what they themselves are struggling with or seeing with themselves my wife and i think your perspective and opinion has been great to listen to i can honestly say i had not expected to have my wife so interested but it is really cool to hear a difference of perspectives in a no bullshit kind of way and then i listened to the podcast and was really impressed and you should definitely keep doing what you're doing. Do not let the haters get to you. You have more people in your corner than not. Anyways, just wanted to send some love your way. Too many people don't do it. And when you're being attacked by morons, that's when you need it the most. And I thought that was really beautiful. That is really sweet. Yeah, because it's actually a couple. I knew his wife back in my hometown. And um, from what I remember, she was like a more like religious person. Yeah. I believe they're quite a religious couple. So it's so cool to like... Um, get that like respect and love from not only a male listener, but um, people that have a very different religion and belief system than I do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really appreciated that. And that's how you know it should be. Like, I, religion is something that you have to live your own life by if yeah. you choose to do so, and it is not your uh, job to make sure that or to police people yeah uh, sit to there do and judge the exactly. yeah so I thought it was cool that they listen to the podcast and they take something from it and yeah. yeah especially listening even as in general as a couple is awesome yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah very impressed thank you for that message next message as someone this is one um, that's another comment towards lasering so just um, as you know from our conversations I laser from head to toe this is a male I've also sponsored two different children through World Vision, so it is possible to be hairless and healthy. <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> so it is possible to be hairless and help child poverty. <laughs> this is from your biggest Who's it? Yes, it comes to you, sir. That is how I laughed. I laughed so hard. I was like, I fucking love you. <laughs> so it is, in fact, possible to be hairless and help and child poverty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's really... Yeah, I gave you a good chuckle. (laughs) Next message. Hi, Danny. I don't know how you've fallen into my lap, no pun intended, but it could be a godsend. This is from another male listener. We have a lot of male listeners writing in this week. Just listen to Peaches. Beautiful, and I want to resonate... And I, sorry, beautiful. And I resonate with pretty much everything she had to say, except I'm a male. I've been on a journey the past year and have learned so much. I'm in a marriage since 2000, and presently it's lacking some intimate connection. I'm an... It's very non-existent vanilla sex, and I'm looking for ways to express my female energy. I think more accurately, well-fucked people change the world. And I get who this podcast is directed to already, but as a male, I can see how this will pertain to many situations. By the way, I wanted to take the lap dance clinic you were giving. I was told it wasn't for men. Would you consider teaching a private group of friends, both female and male? Thanks for reading, and thank you for sharing. Okay, that's awesome. I love how many men are listening to right? us. Right? Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Hi, um, boys. <laughs> okay, well, no, no, no. <laughs> but, um, no, I do. I love that it's, yeah, my, I yes, I do say the podcast is a safe space for women to express their sexuality, but as it grows and manifests, 100%, if there are supportive men, I have no problem with you listening if there's something you can take away from the podcast, because... Especially if you're in a relationship with a female, like, yes, it benefits you to hear female sexuality spoken about openly. Yeah, and, absolutely. And um, 
And if you're, you know, open to listening to this sort of thing, especially if you're listening as a couple, it may open the door to a conversation that you wanted to have but mm. didn't know how to bring up. How to approach it, yeah. And as um, with regards to the lap dance course, yeah, the first one that we just did was definitely more geared towards women because that's more like the target audience of the podcast. But if there are that being said, I am 100% down, and I spoke to this gentleman about it, I am 100% down to do for men and women if there is an interest in that. I just want it to be known that it is a um, male and female lap dance course. So for people that might not be comfortable with having you know men in the room as they're learning a sexual routine, that they don't sign up and then feel uncomfortable when they get there. So as long as it is promoted as, you know, open to both genders no. or all genders, then I'm a hundred percent down. I have no no problem teaching a men uh, to get in touch with their sexual side as well. Yeah. And I and lap dance isn't just a female thing. If you've ever seen Magic Mike, you know, there are male strippers and men can move their mod- body in a very sexual way. Yes, some of the moves are tailored to a more... Um, Feminine. Yeah, and it, but you can also tail, tailor moves in a more masculine way. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's simple once you know how to do that. So 100% I am down to teach a class that can go both ways. Um, and I could teach the routine for like the females in the class in quotes that want to dance with more feminine energy and I can you know and here's how you change it for the more masculine energy um yeah yeah I'm so down for that I got excited as soon as he messaged me that I said that's fucking awesome um this is I usually cap my classes at 20 people Mm -hmm. so if you have some friends who are interested let me know I'll look at how many people we have interested in total and then look for a place to host it that it can accompany that many people yeah Bring your partner. Yeah, like bring your yeah, and then too, even if we do maybe down the road, we do a a partner class. You know, then you have someone to dance on. Yeah, right. So uh, yeah, I love it. Thank you for reaching out. If anyone listening is interested in doing lap dance course, um, if they want, to hit me up. Let me know if you want to do a all female class. If you would also want to do a male and female class, I plan to put on like a few of the classes, so I can definitely do more all women classes. I can do some male female classes. I can do some couples classes. Let me know if you're interested. They don't all have to be lap dance courses. Um, we can just do floor work or you know even some pole stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely interested in um, putting on more for those interested. So yeah, hit me up with it. Awesome. Okay, so we have another message. This one's a little longer. It's referring to um, a interview I did with Heidi regarding erotic massage, and I had a listener write in recommending that people do RMT um, as a way to kind of like have kind of um, a legal umbrella. Saying yeah. you know I'm an RMT and they do their tax like that, they'll go right off their massages. Um, so the same sort of way as like a therapeutic massage with a happy ending would kind of slide under. Yeah. 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 So that's what kind of the, the listener had recommended. But I had another listener write in regarding that. So she said, hey, new listener to your podcast, loving it, hilarious and informative, aspiring baby stripper from Ontario. I listened to one of your episodes from back in October where you mentioned that someone had recommended trying to get an RMT certificate if they're looking to do erotic massage. As someone who's been working for this license for the last three years, I have to say that's a bad idea, at least here in Ontario. I know the rules and regulations are different in each province. Here, to become an RMT, you have to complete heavy full-time course that takes two to three years to complete, over 2,200 hours of studying and practical clinical time, $20,000 $20, in tuition, plus books and many other expenses. 
After that is complete, you have to pass two exams administrated by the College of Massage Therapy of Ontario. If you manage to pass both of these, another $1,400 if you pass each the first time. This is the part of the journey I'm at currently. You still have to fork out an additional $700 per year to keep the license. You also have to keep up and doing the continuing education courses mandated by the CMTO. This is all just to get and maintain the course. Oh, sorry, maintain the license. If, if as it was suggested during the episode, you bill erotic massage services under your RMT number and charge them to insurance companies, the trouble you could get into is far beyond the benefit you might gain by having an RMT license for this purpose. A single disgruntled client reporting you is all it takes to lose your hard-earned license, incur thousands in fees with the CMTO, potentially have sexual assault charges laid on you from the reporting client, as well as investigations for insurance fraud. Getting an RMT license to ultimately use for erotic massage purposes is plain old bad news if you're in a regulated province. RMT and sex work is a touchy thing to try and mix because the regulatory colleges of massage therapy are trying really hard to separate massage therapy as a medical treatment from, in quotes, other types of massage, and are cracking down hard on RMTs who cross the well-defined boundaries of the profession. RMTs are frequently approached for extras, often in subtle ways, such as requests for groin or inner thigh work or emphasis on full body, which often makes them uncomfortable. You wouldn't ask your doctor for a handy while he's down there, right? Because the general public has a hard time understanding the difference. If only it were legal, practitioners could make their advertisements clear. Just wanted to give a different point of view and some further information on the topic for you to consider and perhaps share with your listeners if you choose. Yeah, I mean, thank you for writing in, first of all. That's super informative. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, obviously this is not something that we are... Uh, experienced at so awesome that uh, you've written in to share your knowledge being in the in the force um, yeah I uh, that's awesome <laughs> what <are you laughs> good <doing? laughs> thumbs up uh, no I, I echo what you say in the sense where massage therapy specifically RMT erotic massage is not my area of expertise and um, and for the most part I try not I'm someone who I don't like talking out of my ass yeah. Um, so I try not to touch on things that I don't know about, especially if I'm trying to present it in an informative way, because um, I don't want to give people the wrong information. Definitely. So especially our, if it could cost them their license. Yeah, exactly. The only thing I do know is I do agree with what she's saying about how hard it is to get an RMT certificate. I know a couple of my girlfriends have gone through the process. The school is not easy. I know it was a lot of hours and a lot of studying. They definitely earned that certificate. Yeah. Um, and I, I do like that she touches, she has a few disclaimers saying, you know, I can't speak on all provinces. It changes from province to province. Yeah. So she's speaking on Ontario and her experience in it. But um, yeah, I love um, when listeners that have something to say or they're, they're well-informed in a topic reach out and say, hey, like you touched on this. Can I, can I explain it from my point of view? Yeah. Because I don't know everything um, as much as I like to pretend I do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I really appreciated her writing that in and um I definitely recommend looking into things before, especially before you take on such a large, um, a large achievement as like an RMT certificate. Yeah. It's Making, a lot to, to put at risk by the sounds of it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, thank you for writing in. I didn't know a lot of that, so I appreciate that. Now, listener questions. Okay. <laughs> we had a very busy inbox this yeah. last week. Um, Okay. So the first question is, hi, love. I know you've talked in the show about going to Florida for a BA. I'm looking to get my first one and I'm looking into Dr. Rivas in Fort Lauderdale. Is that who you're talking to or is there anyone else that way worth checking out? Thank you. So as we just mentioned earlier in the, earlier in the show, 
I'm going to Dr. Hochstein in Miami, and um, he's referred to as, like, in quotes, the boob god. And I, like I said, I've had several girlfriends who've gone to him in the past with great results. And I'm, um, and that's kind of my indicator of a good surgeon to go to. And, and that's, if I, if possible, that's how I try to pick my surgeons is, you know, I've seen their work on a friend. I can ask what their experience or not. Um, you know, they're not getting bonuses for referring people. There's no like an ulterior motive. They're, you know, honest with me and I can see the results years later. My one girlfriend got full body lipo seven years ago. Body still looks amazing. Um, she's in her forties. So, um, the older you get, I believe your body doesn't bounce back as well. So mm-hmm. to see her results still great, that's a good indicator for me that he's worth going to. And his prices were crazy reasonable. Um, for what I'm looking at. Not that price should be an indicator of good or bad. Um, I'm not familiar with Dr. Ravis, but my advice would be to check out if you don't have an actual like, in-person, um, refer, like someone to refer, like how's, how is the work? I go to www.ratemds.com. So www.ratemds.com. And they, um, they you can look up any surgeon and they tell you, you know, how are they rated on different scales so like their bedside manner their time wise their cost their efficiency like blah 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 and then they have like hundreds and hundreds of reviews typically on each surgeon and they tell you where they rate amongst other surgeons and um, it's quite an informative site but um, like I said you know you never know it's an online review. Um, you know, are they just disgruntled about something? Are they giving a positive review but never been to that doctor because they're friends with him? You know, who knows? Um, so honestly, in my experience, word of mouth reviews are best. So if you don't personally know someone who's gone to that doctor, I would recommend you get in contact with girls who actually have had procedures done by the doctor you're looking at to and ask their opinions and if they'd recommend a surgeon. So either go if the person has um, a... If a surgeon has, like, an Instagram and has tagged girls in result posts, I would mm-hmm. go to their private Instagram and message them and say, hey, I see that you went to whatever, what was your experience like, blah, blah, blah. Again, you're risking the fact that they might lie, but... Yeah. Also, if just as a disclaimer, like, if that doctor has chosen to put them on the Instagram, it is probably, you know, their better jobs yeah. because that's how they're advertising yeah, themselves. for sure. Um, I did this with, and I was looking to get a Pomeranian, don't tell Bentley, before I got Bentley. <laughs> and um, I had, I just felt some kind of way about, it was coming from China and it was like $18,000 or something, this dog. Oof. Yeah, they're like the tiny teacup ones. Yeah. But then I started looking into them and like, they're only teacup because they're like stuck in like a little box and they like aren't fed. Yeah. Allegedly, that's oh like yeah, God. that's what I heard. So I went on their website and I um, found the people that they had posted on their website that they had been like reviews from, and I privately messaged them all on Instagram. And like a lot of them got back to me being like, "I love my dog, but this is the issue." So while they might publicly have like really great reviews, those people might be more honest in like a private chat because yeah. they're you know um, can't be faced with slander and stuff. Yeah, as well, exactly. Right? So it doesn't hurt to try that, and then also. Especially my job, I see women naked all the time. Mm-hmm. So if I see breasts that I like, or I like, I can, I know someone's done lipo or butt job, I always ask, you know, what doctor, if you don't mind me asking, what doctor did you go to? Yeah. Because that's your best indicator. So if you see women, um, even online, if you see breasts that look good, uh, given, you know, filtering and stuff, um, reach out to them and say, hey, I'm sorry if this is like, you know, um, left field, but I'm just wondering who did your work? It looks great. 
Um, yeah. Or that'd be my recommendation. Also, if you live in a town where you, there is a strip club, go there. Check yeah. out, you know, a lot of girls in that industry have work done. And if you're looking for something, you know, go to the strip club, have a look, pay, a pay a dancer and ask them whatever questions you want to ask them. Yeah. I do think in person, um, when you like what you see, you like the product, that's your best indicator of where to go. Absolutely. And, you know, that's also with, you know, lashes and lip fillers and anything like that. Like, I get all my work done through uh, word of mouth. 100%. And also, too, I know you're mentioning going out in Miami or, I mean, in um yeah, in uh, in Florida. Florida is known for great plastic surgeries, and a lot of different places are known for certain plastic surgeries. So Florida, I know, is really big on boobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's certain places, like, I think I remember if it was China. It was somewhere in Asia that's known for, like, facial surgeries. Okay. Um, and there's another place someone mentioned was known for, like, teeth, like, known for, like, really good veneers. So knowing which areas specialize in what type of body part um, and then deciding where to go based on that as well. Um, So yeah, I've done all my surgeries out of town. I did my first ones in Vegas and then I'm doing these ones in Miami. So don't be afraid to travel to a good doctor. The cost is worth it in my opinion. Um, For example, here in Vancouver, the doctors aren't great in plastic surgery and they're very modest. So I knew I wasn't going to get 700 cc's out here. And lipo, um, lipo out here is way disgustingly overpriced. They rip people off for sure. So, yeah. Perfect. Next question. How can I get a stripper to go out with me? Okay. <laughs> Brie, take it away. Let me stick on this. <laughs> if you... The, just the way that that question is phrased makes me think that you aren't ready. <laughs> you shouldn't be dating a stripper. Or at all. <laughs> yeah. um, no, just the fact that you're saying, uh, how do I get a stripper to date me, makes me think that you want to date her because she yes. is a stripper. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, because otherwise you wouldn't be asking that question. Like It would be, how do I get this girl to date me? Um, if you have met her at the club, and that's why you're phrasing it this way, then you need to maybe buy a dance from her tell her like that you're interested in her um and or you know get her like ask her if she wanted to go on like a pay date with you or you know get her out of the work environment because I feel if you're gonna ask someone out who is working it is the same as asking out a server um while they're at work like they have some uh responsibility to be nice for you to you because it's gonna pay their bills so like if you are grossly hitting on a server or a waitress, um, they can't turn around and put you in their place for making them uncomfortable because it's their job. The same with a stripper or the same with a dancer. Like they can't, well, I mean, actually to be fair, strippers can put you in your place. But, oh yes, they can. <laughs> but um, there is kind of that underlining, well, I kind of have to be nice to him because I do have to make money. This is my job. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are interested in dating a girl who happens to be a stripper, Get her to date you like you would any other girl. We're people, we're women. If you want to, you know, take us on lovely dates, ask us if we want to go on a lovely date with you. That's that's it. Don't don't date someone because they are a stripper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of almost write it off right from the beginning, the fact that you're going to say, how do I get a stripper to go out with me? Yeah. It would be different if you were like, hey, I really like the stripper. How can I get her to go out with me? Yeah. You know, but the way it's worded, it makes it sound like you just want a stripper to go out with you. Yeah. Um, I would never ask at work 
because yeah, yes, I true. feel obligated to be like, oh, are you gonna are you gonna go for a dance? So I say yes. Like, am I gonna get money out of this? Like, yeah. why? Like, I'm here to work. I'm not. This is not dating. Not a dating site. Um, definitely, if you're trying to approach a stripper at work, you better take her for dances first and exactly. show that you're even like supportive of what she's doing. Um, and then maybe like feel it out. And if like you guys have some kind of connection or like. I mean, every guy dancer thinks we have a connection. But, yeah, um, yeah and then it is, ask her. It is a fantasy. And, like, even then, I wouldn't even put the person on the spot. Like, hey, do you want to go out? I'd say, here's Here, my number. Here's I'd my already number. have it written yeah. down because no one wants to waste time at work putting a number on their phone. Um, here's my number written on a piece of paper. Um, I'd love to hang out with you sometime. Feel free to message me. If not, that's totally okay. Yeah. That's how I would word it. Yeah. No pressure on the person. Yeah. Or ask them out on a date and, you know offer to pay for their time if you're really serious about it yeah. to show them that you're really serious about it yeah but also tell them that um hey i'd love to take you on this date i'll give you this much but like i would like to actually date you so that they don't file you into the client category i guess mm. you can stay in the, cal- the category <laughs> but that, i mean that's personal experience like yeah um i like to i like to keep my life separate i like being paid um <laughs> yeah so my other thing is to just say never to expect her to skip a busy work at tonight like work night because we do work at night yeah so unless if you I, cover if, that cost yeah so if you are a smart person you're trying to get a sex worker or a stripper to go out with you your best bet is a lunchtime date and that's why i say to people i want to, even friends i want to hang out hey lunchtime i don't do anything at nighttime because i want the option to be able to go to work god knows mm-hmm. i won't go to work but i have the option of going to work <laughs> if I, I want to <laughs> but yeah like I don't I don't busy out my nights because if I get called into a great gig I don't want to sit there at dinner and be like fuck I wish I was working I wish I was making money yeah now I'm losing money going on a date with this guy um so I'd ask her out for a lunch or coffee during the weekday and um if you do think you're gonna try to get her out for a nighttime offer to pay for her time that she's yeah. missing taking off that work especially when you first get to know each other because and no one wants to lose money for something they don't even know and then um, when you're on your date, don't ask her about her job. Like, yeah. as soon as I go on a date with someone, back when I was going on dates, and they weren't a client, and they asked me about my job, it, like, was, like, a red flag in my head. Like, they're way too interested in what I do for work. Yeah. Um, and, like, you can just tell a lot of person of how they ask the questions, too. Like, yeah. you just tell, like, that they're looking down at your job. There's just a certain way people word things. Do your parents know what you do for work? Like, that's a very yeah. loaded question. And what I take from it is that you think I should be ashamed of what I do for work. Yeah. Also, if you if you met this person while they were at work, um, you know what they do for a job. Yeah. Ask about other aspects of their life. Show yeah. them that you're actually interested you don't see in them as, them a stripper. as a person. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then also don't break to your friends about it. Yes. Like, I remember I'd go on dates with guys, and then they'd be like, oh, it's oh, my friends. I went on a date with a stripper. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> Cool. Well, you never will again. So, um, and then do not make sexual or crude like jokes or comments. Like they're not jokes. Like I have to listen to that shit at work all the time from guys that are actually paying me. Yeah. So you think I want to sit in my free time and be like sexually harassed verbally by this guy sitting across the table, probably ordering an appy only because he has no money. Like no. So like, don't make this like a overly sexual date. Like. To me, you're right off right away. Yeah. No, definitely. Because I start looking at you as a client, I better get paid for you to talk this way to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big one there is, if you're going to do it at work, if that's the only place that you know that you can find her, slip her your number, and then don't come back and go, you didn't message me or oh, anything. God. It just, Take it as a hint. Like, Ugh. if we really want to, if we want to go on a date with you, if we are interested in dating you, we will date you. 
We'll find a way. We'll find a way to date you. <laughs> Women always find the way. Um, no, I agree. I um, And like I said, I wouldn't put the pressure on her at work. I'd be like, oh, here's my number yeah. on a piece of paper already. And um, if she's interested, she won't lose it and she'll message you. And just another point, I get this all the time because I'm very much like a girlfriend experience dancer, I guess, is that I'm very kind of sweet at work. And so if I go up to a guy, I'm like, yeah, yo, can I take you for a dance? Or, hey, do you want to dance? It's, um, uh, no, I don't want to dance, but uh, I'll take you on a date. No. (laughs) Again. And at work. Yeah, not a dating app here. And if you really want to take a girl on a date, if you really want to take her, take her for a dance and then ask her on a date. Show her that you're serious. If you can't drop $50 to ask a girl out, like that's kind of a price of a first date, you know? Yeah. Be able to spend that money um, because I can guarantee every dancer, if you say, no, but I'll take you on a date, is just going to, if they even get your number, just completely throw it out. A hundred percent. Like you already looked, how do you afford to go take me on a date? Yeah. If you're that like stingy with your money. And like, it even, it just says to me that you're not supportive of what I do for work. You're going to come into my, my work, like we talked at the beginning of the episode, you're going to come into the work and want a free show, like you're literally the person I hate in the fucking yeah. club. and you think I'm going to go on a date with you. And you think I'm going to go on a date with your cheap fucking ass. Not a chance in hell. Snowball's chance in hell, which is like my new favorite saying. Yeah, it's hilarious. And very fitting for the season. Yes. Very, <laughs> yeah, very happy festive. December, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yes, happy December. Uh, speaking of December... We're not there yet. Oh, it's a great segue. <laughs> no, sorry, baby. Um, okay, so what? Another <laughs> See, if you wrote down the schedule like I do. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> um, okay, next question. What do dancers make in the evening? Oh, gosh, it depends on the night. Yeah, so I said, you know, um, it's a super convoluted question, and it really depends on, one, the dancer. <laughs> like, my great night could be someone else's, like, worst night. Who knows? Um, the service. The, the day, the amount of hours you're working that night, the club you're at, the location. Like, what I make here is different than what I make, like, you know, people make in Fort Mac or, yeah. you know, New York or whatever. Um, and, yeah, it's, you can't really answer that. But I'd say from gathering from other people's, uh, like, stories and stuff, I'd say the average is $1,000 a night on a typical, like, hustling night. Not when you get a whale. Yeah. That's why I said it would average be a thousand bucks a night. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's probably about right. Yeah, for the most girls, yeah. Um, and that's like obviously not with services or anything, it's just dancing at a strip club. Um so someone messaged me saying, I'm interested in the usage of terms, the bag, in quotes. Words and phrases you use in the profession interest me as a writer. For example, there must be a lot of different words used to describe patrons into the crowd. <laughs> So one I've used actually quite a bit this episode is the whale. So a whale, it's not just a dancer. It's used on like a lot of different things. It's someone who has like a lot of money is yeah. considered a whale. Um, and then there's a lot of swear words I use for Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the first one, dick. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Loser. Um, yeah. What would you say the bag? Like how would you describe the bag? The bag yeah. is like money. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what he asked me originally. So what is the bag? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the bag is money. You secure the bag. Yeah. You get the money. Um, a whale is someone with a lot of money. Um, and spends a lot of money as well. Yeah, spends it's it. It's not yeah. just has a lot of money. No, no, no. Like, we don't want to hear how much money you yeah, have. We want to hear how much money you want to spend. Yes, yeah, a whale is someone who spends a lot of money. Um, what other? Uh, squares we've said in, this, in the podcast. Yeah, is, so squares, commoners, all that. Someone who's not in sex work. 
Thomas. Civilians. <laughs> civilian, yeah, cousins. Are all who aren't in sex work, aren't, don't work in sex work. Yeah. Um, energy vampires, I know we've mentioned, and they're just kind of the Patreons that suck the life out of you. Yes, that um, they are need your attention at all times, and you need to be attentive to them. They will, like... I can't describe it really. There's like them being around drains you. Yeah. Like you always need to be listening to their jokes and laughing and smiling and like they're constantly touching you and they're just like, yeah, like sucking the life yeah. force of yeah. the hero. Yeah, energy vampires. Yeah, yeah, there's no kind of description that I could say Kindly. to sum up <laughs> yeah. an energy vampire. It's just you just sometimes get people and sometimes they don't even do anything. They just somehow kill your spirit. Yeah. And, I mean, that's in everything. Like, even just for those, I've known people in my life that are like that, that aren't even, like, clients. Um, yeah. People say John's as a client. Yeah. Um, and even for myself, when I use client or customer, now I kind of interchangeably use them, but for the most part, when I'm talking to actual fellow sex workers, client is, um, like, a... Um, a regular of mine more so Mm -hmm. and more money and then a customer is like a random at the club who spends less yeah for me yeah that makes sense that's kind of like the um hierarchy yeah of people um and then you know there's like services which is you know more sexual acts than a dance would be Mm -hmm. and um what else is there i don't know uh what else or how else would we describe patreons at clubs um, time wasters. Yeah, time waster. Yeah. Um, it's just someone who you think is, I mean, it, it speaks for itself, but usually when you've put like a lot of effort into selling a dance and then they just change their mind or um, it's the come back in 10, come back in 10. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else have we, I tried to write down them as we went through the podcast, um, but I think we've covered the ones that we used at least today. Yeah, so like even just like sex work, the term sex work, it's an umbrella term, can cover anything from rock massage mm-hmm. to um, stripping to penetrative work. Sugar babying. Uh, sugar babying is sex work as well. I know mean, people don't want to. Um, the biz is same sort of thing. It's any, anything in the sex work industry. Oh, yeah. So um, I know Greek means like anal. And um, when, when you just said one, a girlfriend experience. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, it's basically... Like, uh, you would go on either a paid date or a dance, uh, give a lap dance, and you give them more of kind of a emotional and sensual dance that makes them feel like this would be something that they would get out of a relationship. It's less... Um, transactional. Yeah, it's less transactional and less kind of... Uh, I don't know, it's erotic in a sensual way as opposed yeah. to erotic in like a... a Strictly sexual way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So especially for prostitutes too, if they say, you know, they do or don't do the girlfriend experience, what they mean is like they'll kiss, they'll hug, they'll cuddle after. Um, you could go on a date first before sex. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, it's more emotionally kind of, uh, yeah, it's supportive. It, I yeah, guess. exactly. And then the porn star experience is the, yes, it's a little more opposite of that. Um, you know, it's more transactional. It's like, and it's more, um, what a performance in bed mm-hmm. for the most part you know it's like the screaming and the moaning and the hair pulls and like all that yeah. kind of like what you'd see in porn or the and more aggressive lap dances the uh yeah do you want me to shove my boobs in your face kind of uh dirty talk or yeah as- for me i'm i'm definitely more porn star experience yeah. than you are but it's not because of necessarily the style of dance i still mm-hmm. do a very slow sensual dance um but it's i don't talk 
you know, like, I'm not going to sit with you and talk for a while. I don't care what you do for work. Like, that's why it's more porn star. Yeah. It's more transactional in that sense, where it's like, hey, you like what I look like. You like how I move. So stare at me and watch me move. Yeah. You know, and that's, like, that's my, like, porn star experience. Um, and then for some, there's, like, uh, um, acronyms online. So when you're, like, on Leo's list or whatever and you're looking for a prostitute, there's, like, certain ones. So, like, O-W-O is, like, oral without a condom. Okay. There is, um... I know it's like a mouthful, literally. <laughs> it's, it's like a B B B J T C, and I think there's other acronyms for it too. But it's like a bare back blowjob to completion. Okay. Yeah, so you'll like suck their dick till they like come. And I know there was like a ton. I was going over a bunch of them with my girlfriend because she actually found her boyfriend messaging a prostitute online, and there was like it was literally just like one whole line of acronyms. And I was like, "Hey, well, this means this. This means this." <laughs> And she's like, I don't understand any of this. I'm like, yeah, it's all, like, sex work yeah. jargon. PR is, uh... Private parties. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, it's pretty much, like, a strip club experience, but at your home kind yeah. of idea. Bachelor parties. Bachelor uh, parties, stags, Dudes stuff like nights, that. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Um, what else do we have on the, uh... On the agenda? On the agenda for today. Oh, uh, what's in your stripper bag? So this was a newbie stripper wanting to know, mm-hmm. you know, what to pack. Um, tampons always. Yeah. And it's a good way for a newbie stripper to be make friends with people because someone yeah. will need a tampon and you'll be like the hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every, like, there's always one girl in the changing room every night. Does anyone have a tampon? And, yeah. Yeah. If you're new to the club, bring it's a, a box way, there. Yeah. Um, I always have like a spare bottoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In case anything happens at the strip club, uh, baby wipes, moisturizer, body spray. Uh, we have hand sanitizer in the club, but if you don't, hand sanitizer, um, comfy pants for afterwards. Definitely. Uh, there's nothing I hate more than putting on jeans after a after a shift. Oh no! And I always wear slippers. Yeah. Home. <laughs> um, I always bring my makeup bag, uh, a hair straightener, or a hair curler. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else that I'm missing? Um, in my bag, I have, um, usually I have, like, five different outfits. I always, like, bring an abundance of outfits. Um, I'm a host girl, so I have my own locker. A lot New girls usually don't, so I do keep stuff in my locker as well. But yeah, in my, like, too. constantly moving bag, I'll have different outfits. And then I'll have my one pair of shoes that I'll wear for the night. I usually go to work in, like, comfy clothes. So, like, sweatpants, hoodie like slippers <laughs> and then if I'm not booked afterwards I'll wear that home but I also try to usually bring like a going out outfit so like jeans potential heels and like a nice shirt in case I do get booked for a PR gig I have to show up looking good or I go out with a client for dinner afterwards or whatever and then um I have um summer's eve pussy spray is like my favorite I've lived off it for years it um one because I get really wet doesn't mean I'm turn- I just honestly just get wet all the time. Um, mm. My vagina, so I find that like helps me stay dry. Plus, it smells and tastes great, um, so it's a good thing to use. I use it religiously. Deodorant, makeup. I have a clutch um, that I bring around for work that has like a wristband as well, and it's big enough that I can throw my mascara, my um, powder, all my money that I make in mm-hmm. gum. Always, always have like five fucking packs of gum in my bag um yeah i keep a money clip as well um just yeah, to keep everything girls. together yeah i find yeah, a lot of girls like money clips um what else do i have in my bag 
perfume, always freshen up halfway mm-hmm. through your shift. Uh, baby wipes yes. is like a stripper's a like big one. It's like their bible. Um, or pussy wipes, as we affectionately call yes. them. <laughs> pussy sheets. Uh, <laughs> um, what else do I have? Phone charger. Because mm-hmm. on a dead night, my phone will die very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, lip gloss. Yeah, I don't. I don't use lip gloss because I always play with my hair and it like hits my. I hate that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like I'm eating my hair. Um, when I was a newer dancer and I was dancing more regularly, I had like a um, little book in my, like a little spiral notebook in my bag, and I would write down when I would finish with a c- customer for dances. If he was a good customer, mm-hmm. I'd go back in the change room, and I mean, people have their phones now, so whatever you can yeah. get on your phone. But I write down all the like the client's name, what I learned about him, how much money he spent the style he prefers, um, notes on him. That's how I got my regulars. Yeah. Um, what they drink, all that shit. But now you can just do it on your phone. Um, yeah, that's well. a great way if you're, uh, if you want to make regulars yeah. as well is learn details about them yeah, and remember details yeah. about them because, um, that'll make them feel special. Exactly. It'll make them feel special. And, uh, Every girl can remember, you know, a whale's name usually, but you'll you'll one up them by yeah, you'll being, stand out. yeah by asking them like how X and X is going or yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I also I bring um, what was I just gonna say? I, I always bring tampons for sure and different styles. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a fucking uh, CVS or whatever uh, shoppers drug mart in my bag. Um, I used to bring like Tylenol a lot too. Um, just because live music can eventually give you a headache. Plus, there's always a girl the changer that needs as well. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, earplugs is a good one. I need to buy some actually. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I'm at my stripper yeah. bag. Yeah. Um, last but not least, since it is December fourth, this is, is the... where my amazing segue was going. By the way, yeah, <laughs> this is what she was trying to allude to, but I was I like, no, we can do <laughs> no, we're waiting to last. So December has is amongst us and upon us, mm-hmm. and. Um, December is, like, the month for most service industry, but stripping, it's, like, the most lucrative. So my goal is to work every day of December. We we will try. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't like your lack of faith in me. <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm really going to try. But with that, and I had done the last few years, I've worked, like, every day in December. But um, with that comes burnout. Like, the other night... I worked from five at night till six in the morning straight. Literally drove from like one gig right to the next gig, ran to the next gig, like worked three different gigs. Totally worth it, but you're like dead the next day. And then if you're gonna try to work every day, like you're just like dead on dead on dead, like going to next night. Um, So with December comes a lot of what we term burnout. And um, I know it's important to learn how to combat that. If, especially if you want longevity in the industry. So for me personally, how I avoid burnout is I usually take all of January off. And that kind of is like my like hanging carrot that I know like if I, I just got to get through these 31 days and then I get like a month off to recuperate. And I kind of like tell myself that, that I can go hard these 31 days, have all the next month off, especially now that I'm getting my surgery. That's like another um, thing spurring me on is that, you know, I, got to make that money back and I'm going to be out for December I mean for January February potentially March so I work my ass off and then I mentioned it before I have a routine that when I come home 
I take my, you know, um, antibacterial shower, scrub myself down. I come out to my table. I organize all my money because I have OCD. So I am like religious about writing down what I make and putting it in envelopes and all that. I find that very therapeutic to see like, you know, it was worth it to go into work. This is how much money I made. And then I, um, watch like a Netflix until I fall asleep or I read a book or whatever. And then that's kind of my routine once I get home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then that's, that's pretty much my, how I avoid burnout is that I like reward myself with a month off because January is dead anyway. So it's a great time to kind of recuperate. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be my, uh, first December working as a, as a stripper actually. And I, um, I have finals at the moment for another week. Ugh. And then after that, uh, I'm going to start working probably also every day of, of December because I haven't been working that much mm-hmm. um, recently just to try and get some more money under my belt. Uh, but, yeah, I uh, I think just taking the days easy as well. If you know you're going to be working hard, try and change your sleep schedule to match that. Um, yeah. Try and sleep in as much as you can. And then just don't do anything too uh, emotionally or physically draining during um, the day. And then just work as much as you, take, as you can. And it's also okay to take days off. Like, if you feel like you're really exhausted, take one day off and then be able to work the next five as opposed to push through that shift and then take the next three nights off, you know, if, if that's what you need to do. Um, it's kind of my advice. But, yeah, this is going to be my first, uh, my first December experience as well. So... I'll get back to you on how that works out. <laughs> Here's like crawling. Yeah. January. <laughs> Suffering. But um, yeah, it's going to be the only thing that I'm going to be doing as well oh, because school will be out. Well, yeah. So at least like school is kind of done to completion. So then you can focus on work and have fun with your first December. I know. December is amazing. Yeah. And uh, I will probably take a bunch of uh, time off in January as well. Um, cause I'll, I'll be back in school again. Have you worked in January yet? Uh, I, so I started working, I think I put it in my calendar, but I started working as a stripper in January. Oh, you stupid child. Huh? Well, <laughs> but uh, then maybe, maybe but a beginner's that, luck. Yeah, exactly. I had that new baby, new baby smell to me, you know? Ew. Crazy. <laughs> Real um, pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, let me know how your first December goes. Um, yeah. Um, One week into January, so, so I'm going to have a little strip anniversary. Oh, cute. We shall have a party. Yes, we will. Um, but no, I do agree with what you said about having your days be really relaxed. So honestly, I like literally lounge around the house during the day, get like errands done. Yeah, enjoy Super chill. the festive season. Yeah, and then um, if I'm gonna do anything for Christmas, like I know I want to go to the Aurora Festival. I'm gonna, I'll see my family at one point. Where me, you, and some girls are having a sex worker Christmas party. So those nights I probably won't work afterwards because I just know if I burn myself out way too much in one night, I won't I won't be able to last the whole month. Um, my knees will hurt. My back hurts. <laughs> uh, my, I'm achy. Um, but yeah, just like, yeah, take your day slow, work hard at night. Um, the money like fuels me though. When I get home and I see that I made that much, I'm like, oh, I can do this again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like totally money. is totally my drug. Um, but yeah, on that note, that's kind of like all there is for this episode. So make sure to subscribe on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and review the shit out of me and tell everyone how much you love us. <laughs> and um, as always, you can find me on Instagram at 50 plus a tip 
or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. And Riley has finally developed her Instagram. I know. It's still getting off the ground, so don't expect too much. But uh, if you want to see see what I look like, you can find me at Van City Riley. Yeah, so that's V-A-N-C-I-T-Y-R-I-L-E-Y. Yep. Because yeah, right. no one understands your damn accent. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll include it in the in the link. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening and have a wonderful weekend and happy hoeing. Bye.